Oh my gosh, I literally just almost started this podcast with 107.5 KISS FM. It's Ashley Sleek. <laughs> just kidding, you guys. Hi, hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the podcast. I have not been on the radio waves in years, and yet I turned on my microphone and went straight into it. That's so funny. Uh, hi, <laughs> welcome back from the 4th of July weekend. Maybe that's why I did that. Maybe I'm a little still toasty. I don't know. Definitely not. You guys, I worked a full day today. I'm doing fine. But um, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend and, you know, did what America does best and be absolutely ratchet. I know I did myself. And, you know, going into this weekend, and after last weekend, my best friend Julie gave me this wonderful advice. She said, you know, stop drunk texting the men that you're already talking to and interested in because you're just going to, you know, the, the she didn't say this, but, you know, like you're just going to mess it up, basically. And you should turn your focus to the men on Bumble who don't quite matter yet because you need that drunk confidence talk to them you know, put your energy there when you're drunk and texting. I did both. So um, I I did do the Bumble thing in the nighttime and it was very fascinating. I feel like the mountains is really the place. And I will say I haven't gone back and checked out these men since I've been sober. So there's that. But I did get a bunch of matches up there in Twain Heart in Miwok Village. Nice for me. I'm sh- I was just assuming that everybody else... L- was vacationing around there. But who knows? Maybe I found myself a mountain man this weekend. I have no idea. I do specifically remember one guy's profile said that, you know, one of his favorite things is Costco samples. So I asked him, like, what is your favorite Costco sample? And he got so serious on me. He's like, I can't choose. And I respect that. He said his favorite lines to go to, though, are the ones with three people, which I assume was because then you can, you know, go multiple times or the line moves quicker. But I really liked his strategy on that. And for some reason, his lack of commitment just sounds like it's the right level of toxic for me. Uh, So (laughs) anyways, we'll see if I message him back. So far, um, I have not. I did, however, I was texting, you know, the guy from the FaceTimes. But when I say I turned off my drunkenness to Texas man, I mean, I don't totally it's not that I blacked out, you guys. Let's let's relax off that judgment. It's just that I was pretty wasted. And when I read those back in the morning, I I just thought, well, you are a sophisticated bitch. You just sounded like someone you are not. I am so proud of you. Way to go. Way to pull that off. And I did not FaceTime him either. You guys, I made it through the weekend without pulling that shit. But I cannot lie to you. I can't say that I didn't FaceTime anyone. You see, what happened was we were playing the game Do or Drink, a classic card game, if you would, right up there with Solitaire. And, you know, my card got pulled and it was for my friends to just make up something for me to do a challenge, if you would. And, you know, it's hard to resist after just like the hilariousness of last weekend for the dare for me not to be to FaceTime the same guy from last weekend. I don't know why the four times from last weekend wasn't enough. But, you know, after a few jello shots and a full blown vodka watermelon, I'll describe that later. It, it, it does seem like a funny idea. Now, I was not about to do that, though. I was like, you guys. No, we already did this shit. We're not doing it again. 
but I will sacrifice instead. And guess who I decide to FaceTime instead? One Mr. Ohio from the past, not the past that long ago, from months ago. I was like, you know what would be funny? Let's just see if this guy answers. And it was very un-American of him not to answer me. I think that rekindling a, um, you know, awkward one night encounter is the perfect way to celebrate America. But apparently he did not think the same because he did not answer. But that's okay because this is a man that was never going to be permanent in my life. Okay, so this is these are the people if we're going to get really drunk and FaceTime, the ones who don't matter. But that being said, I mean, if he called me and told me to move to Ohio right now, I would do it Uh, anyways. She's a mess. I also learned that I kind of get the whole toxic man thing. I think that I didn't think I was into that. I think I had a little bit more confidence in myself. I think I thought, no, no, I'm not attracted to toxic men. You've got your shit together. No, no, no. I totally get it. I don't know if it's the sheer challenge of them not putting any effort into you that just really, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I can no longer be a judgmental bitch from the side. I mean, I can and I will, but I am also passing judgment on my own self. I feel like there's people I'm talking to and I'm like, hmm, there was a few red flags there. And yet I want to know more. So all I'm saying is, We're in this for the long haul, people. The singleness is here to stay. I just I didn't know. I mean, now that I have to reflect, obviously, there have been some toxic people in my life. I thought I was just attracted to losers with weird nicknames. My second boyfriend was pretty toxic and I feel like I should have known that, but I didn't stay with him very long. So I thought I really had an upper hand on that one. And uh, yeah, no, no, no. So there's a lot of good reflecting that's done when you're single. So I'm about to celebrate my six month anniversary of singlehood. If you don't know me that well, a little bit about me is I really love to celebrate stupid ass shit. I celebrate my chronoversary every year. I mean, I celebrate my birthday for like a month. I know people hate that, but I don't give a shit. I do it anyways. And, you know, little little anniversaries. My I don't they I got diagnosed with lupus and fibromyalgia on St. Patrick's Day. So it's kind of like, man, we're celebrating everything that day. But I would like to celebrate my singlehood this weekend. (laughs) at my mom's birthday party, uh, my mom's uh, birthday lunch, you know. But yeah, it will be six months uh, coming up this week. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But uh, yeah, I'm also officiating a wedding this weekend, which might scare you based off everything that I just said about my weird attraction to toxic men. Uh, But I promise I am semi-qualified. I do really pay attention to love and I love love. So I think that makes me, you know, qualified enough, but hopefully they don't listen to this podcast ahead of their wedding because, you know, (laughs) it's not looking good for my dating world, but I can marry two people. And that is a fun thing. I, uh, I chopped my finger by accident this weekend, really trying hard to be, you know, Chef Boyardee. And I was chopping up ham and bacon for our drunk pizza. And I chopped off a piece of my nail. And the first thing I thought was, oh, my gosh, is this going to look bad in pictures? So if you think I'm not a committed officiant, I am because I was ready to let my finger bleed out on the floor. And all I cared about 
was the photos. But then I was thinking about it because it's my thumb. I'll be holding, you know, the binder so you won't really be able to see it. The guy I was messaging just kept telling me to go to the hospital. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out for us, because if you don't understand that that's not happening, uh, that's also never going to work out for you. I don't listen. So I am also toxic. And at least I'm not looking for a man to fix unless I am. Is that why I keep sticking around these people who don't want to talk to me? I'm just like, nah, eventually they'll want to. I don't know. You guys, I'm so worried about dating. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. The other thing about uh, dating. So obviously I'm on a lot of single TikTok now and people keep talking about how when they broke up with their ex, all of their ex's homies slid into their DMs. And now here's a disadvantage to dating someone who has two friends. Um, I didn't get that satisfaction because one of my friend, one of his best friends is lit- literally married to one of my favorite human beings on the planet. And then his other best friend is Kim's boyfriend, like my my fucking person. So it's never going to happen for me. So I feel like I want to add it to my Bumble profile, like looking for someone with lots of friends So that way, when we break up, I can experience the whole like homie hop situation. I just feel like I'm missing out. I'm completely missing out on something. You know, I'm not asking for it because just like I said, I'm naming the people that like of my ex's friends. I'm not interested in that. But I'm just saying it would have been like a little bit satisfying. Uh, (laughs) I'm having so much fun six months into this. Uh, I also did post a blog post. It's a little bit more serious than the one I'm talking about right now about um, kind of the six month mark and what I've learned about myself. And, you know, it was really interesting writing it out because I hadn't written a blog in a little bit. I just, you know, fell into being, hate to use this word again, a little bit toxic with how I'm handling shit. And now I'm, you know, I'm doing the Peloton 30 day challenge. I am trying not to be, you know, a hot mess, except for in a fun way. So I got back into journaling this weekend. and I'll talk a little bit about that. But it led me to blogging this morning and which is Tuesday. And so it was out yesterday. But if you want to read it, like I said, it's a little bit more of the reflection on the six months mark and kind of the things that I learned. And, you know, I was like pretty proud of it reading back. I was like, wow, this is a bitch who sounds like growth and good for you and healthy and happy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I check it out. You can find it at AshleySleek.com in the blog section. But also, yeah, so I mentioned I was going to talk about this a little another milestone. We know how much I love milestones in this breakup. So I went up this weekend to my girlfriend Kim's cabin. And, you know, this was a place that I often went to with my ex. We had our own little group, the poop troop, poop group. And we would, you know, go up to the cabin all the time. And it was one of the best places in our relationship for us because uh, probably because we were in the mountains and he couldn't leave to go see daddy or his parents or whatever. Um, No shade, but shade. And so, you know, I I kind of knew it's like when I went up to Sonoma County the first time I kind of knew like this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. And when I got up there, I was like. I'm feeling this. I was so excited to be there. Don't get me wrong. But I think walking into, you know, kind of reliving the memories, like it was hard to not turn every single corner and be like, oh, my gosh, this is where we did this there and this there. And for a little bit, it just kind of put me in this like very weird rut for a second. Like I wasn't I just needed a moment and I just went in and sat on the bed and I was like, "Okay, bitch, like let's get through what you're getting through. Like, let's get through 
whatever it is that you're feeling. You're so in your head right now. Like, let's talk it out. So, you know, I literally just I didn't verbally excuse myself. I went to the bathroom and then I sat in the room. I did like a few tears and I was like, look, the person that he was here is the person that you wanted the whole time. But the second we left this place, that guy doesn't exist anymore. And guess what? The girl who was waiting for him to become that guy, she doesn't exist anymore either. As much as I joke about like the toxic men, that's just dating, right? Like that's just me snooping around the fucking party here. When it comes to like the serious shit for me, I'm not going to fuck with that anymore. And that girl wouldn't have become that girl without that guy. And it's fine. Like those memories I have are so special and they were so fun. And I'm glad that I experienced them. And I'm glad I experienced what I wanted from love, you know, and I got that when we were up there. It's I know it sounds weird, like I'm in some magical like relationship cabin place with magical powers. But it it was just that I think, you know, we got he was comfortable and friendly and mm, we were drinking a lot. I don't know, but it was just this different feeling there. And now I'm just like, but that's what I want all the time because we literally leave. We drove back to our apartment that we lived together and I was so excited to like get someone on one time and he left, you know, so it's like, it was hard, but I was also so proud of myself because I was really nervous. I get nervous all the time that I'm going to ruin shit with my emotions. That's my own anxiety and trauma and whatever. But, uh, you know, I always get so nervous about that. And so I was. But then I was really proud of myself. It wasn't very long that I think I was in there um, just kind of talking myself out. So that led me to this whole like pulling yourself out of a rut situation, because sometimes it's a rut of days. You're, you know, can't get out of bed. You're just struggling super hard. And other times it's in in literal real time that you're struggling and you need to be able to talk yourself out. So for me, you know, going in, taking a moment, isolating myself, talking to myself and just being like, "Okay, look, here are the facts. You're here. It hurts. That's fair. That's completely normal. Okay, but we're done with that shit. Like you have a choice. You can either be a mopey, sad bitch all weekend or you could be the fun as fuck firecracker that everybody's looking forward to hanging out with and that you're looking forward to hang out with. Like be the bitch you want to hang out with. And that girl isn't the one locking herself in a room crying because some guy was good for four days at a certain place with you. Like, no, they should be good all the fucking time time. I mean, not all the time. We all slip up. We're humans. But you know what I mean? So then I asked, you know, question of the day today on my Instagram. So if you don't know, I ask a question on the Instagram normally every Monday morning, but America gave us a hangover. So we had to do it on Tuesday. So I asked a few people for, you know, what they do when they're in a rut. Sleep was one, which is good because I think, you know, it's important to understand maybe why you're in a rut, too. And some of it can be that you're literally sleep deprived. When I don't get enough sleep, I am such a little bitch, not only like bitchy personality wise, but I'm also just everything makes me extra sensitive. I've been having a lot of hard time sleeping and um, I just did yesterday the meditation from Peloton and it worked pretty good. I think I resist. I I kind of fucked it up, though, because I 
did it and then I looked at my phone, which I think I have to just power through and not look at the phone, but it did make me feel really relaxed. And I also did the headspace on Netflix. They do the sleep one. It used to work really well, but now my body knows its own tricks and she won't like participate in it anymore. So as long as you don't have a shady bitch inside of you like I have, I think it's a good thing to try. Um, Also, therapy. (laughs) Love that. Yes, therapy is so important. And they have some um, other places out there like BetterHelp where you can actually like text somebody, which I think is pretty cool. So um, also, you know, I, I, I'm a therapy advocate myself or coaching or whatever it is. I think it's so important that everybody talks to someone because I also think that some people just don't realize how much, you know, hurt they have and that they're kind of putting that on other people. You know, that was one of the big reasons that I think I finally because I didn't like therapy at first when I went there when I was 16, I did not like it. Um, It wasn't until I was older and, you know, went to college that I really appreciate it. But I kind of saw the way that my actions and my emotions were affecting the people around me. And I just wanted to do something better for them. And then eventually through therapy, I learned that I really want to do better for me. So I think it's just such a positive thing for everybody to try. Although I will say I'm not in it right now. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. I don't want to come for the receipts. It's just because I've been trying to find one on a new insurance and it's a struggle bus. So anyways, also retail therapy is a very slippery slope on this one. Uh, I almost did myself another Shein haul this weekend, but I was like, girl, no, because I forgot to mention this earlier. One of my random thoughts I wrote down is that I'm in this weird spot right now. And I think this happens to like maybe a lot of people in relationships, too. But I'm just going to speak from like the single mindset, because when I was writing this down, I was like, this is such a single bitch thing to say. There's like half a part of me that just wants to say, like, fuck everything, pack a bag and like travel which has never really been my deal before. I've never really been a big traveler, but something about me wants to like get on a plane and see shit. But then the other part of me wants to like save all my money, buy an apartment and get a dog. Like my my dog, what do they call it? Baby fever. My dog fever is really unhinged right now. And so I just want to do both those things. But given that there's like $15 in my bank account, neither one of them is really happening. And that's why I couldn't do retail therapy. But I love it. Sometimes I just put things in my cart. I guess that's what, you know, window shopping used to be. But how nice that you can now window shop literally just from your bed. The dream. Okay. Anyways, um, go for a long walk outside and listen to some good music. I cannot believe like I I don't want everyone to be like, go for a walk and you're fine, you know, obviously. But the things that happen when you just kind of like step outside is so nice and it feels like you accomplish something, which is also super good. Um, So, yeah, I, I really recommend walking outside, getting that good playlist on your jamming. I actually shared Uh, We did a little bit of a dance party at the cabin this weekend, and I didn't know that like I know I mentioned this before that I made a Miss Moving On playlist and it's super cheesy, but we like dance party to it and it's low key amazing and everyone was vibing and I just I didn't think that my playlist was that good, but apparently it is. I think you could find it on Apple Music. It's literally just called Miss Moving On. So by um, maybe Ashley Florin and not my wonderful stage name, Ashley Sleek. But I recommend checking it out or calling a friend. You know, I love calling my friends. I know when I'm having 
a really bad time if I haven't talked to my friends because I try to call someone like once a week or so. And if I haven't called or um, answered, I know some I'm like, okay, girl, like check yourself out. It's just so good because, you know, you get to kind of do your your venting and talk about your life and then you get to hear what's going on with them. And it just like makes you feel so much better to hear about your friends lives and you know they they know you they love you so they'll listen to you talk all the time I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we can really get ourselves through so next time you're feeling down just try to remind yourself that you have so much more strength than you're giving yourself credit for and just tapping into a little bit of that strength is really going to get you through so um I'll write these all out in the show notes as well so you can reference them back and like I said check out the blog post because I think it's super helpful this one's called the big six big six months. Uh, yeah, it's super great. AshleySleek.com for all of that or the link in my bio on Instagram at Ashley Sleek. She's a grammar. Oh, yeah. I mentioned uh, the watermelon vodka thing. So we did that whole, you know, I, I don't know if you guys seen it, but I've seen it on the Internet a few times. So you take a watermelon, you cut a hole in it and you stick a bottle of vodka in it and then it's supposed to soak in there overnight. So we did one of those. It was super cool. I actually, for some reason, thought the whole bottle of vodka was going to be gone, but it wasn't. It was just like a little bit of it, but it still was like delicious and it kind of felt like healthy in a way. We're getting drunk. But we're also getting skinny because we're we're eating watermelon. You know, I'm sure there's a shit ton of science behind that. We just haven't quite tapped into it yet. But it was really good. I highly recommend checking it out. And it was super, super easy to do. Also, um, speaking of being skinny, you know, what's annoying. I feel like my period just keeps coming every time I really need to feel skinny. You know, those times that, you know, you think, OK, this is one of those weekends where I got to look good. And then all of a sudden, the little red monster comes a knocking and she's like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, we're doing bloated as fuck now. And so this, you know, this weekend I'm officiating and it's like a high school slash college reunion for me. When you go to high school and college with the same people, you know, you end up in a situation such as this. And I am so freaking excited for it. But also I wanted to look good. And now I'm I'm hoping I don't look like I have a freaking period baby. Anyways, you know, I'll be posting pictures on the TikTok and on the gram because TikTok actually helped me choose my outfit for this. It was super fun. So Kenzie, the bride, was like maybe a lady suit, you know, and I also had this other dress that's kind of a cape dress. It's as if it was long sleeves, but they're cut up in a way. It's super cute. And so I tried on a bunch of outfits for her and for TikTok. And so TikTok came to the decision that I should wear the dress. So I'm really excited. You can also check that out on my on my talk at Ashley Sleek. But yeah, I'm super excited to wear it. And I'm so pumped. I keep like rewriting what I'm going to say. And um, I just think that's such a crazy honor. Like as mu- as much fun as I like to laugh about the fact that like I am responsible for someone's love, you know, I low-key am. That's so fun. I'm so honored that they chose me. I really hope they don't regret it, but I don't think so because what I have written out, it's really nice. I'm mostly just concerned I'm going to cry the whole time when people are asking me if I'm nervous. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm nervous, but also I'm going to see my beautiful friend walk down the aisle and be in a sob fest. So I'm keeping tissues for them and for me. It's going to be a hot mess express up there, but I'm really excited for next week's episode so I can tell you all about it. Speaking of weddings and officiating, did you guys know that Carson Daly officiated Blake and Gwen Stefani's wedding this weekend. How cute is that? I love that they just committed 
to the fact that they met on The Voice and they said, you know what? We're not just going to do this half ass. We're going to have Carson motherfucking Daly, host of The Voice, marry us. I just thought that was the cutest freaking thing. Gwen Stefani looked amazing. I don't always understand why someone would do a simple bun like that on their wedding, because I'm like, you could do a bun like that any day. I'm not talking about the, you know, elaborate ass low buns that people do. I get that. But hers is like slick back and like a normal bun. But it was doing it. It looks so good. She looked good. She wore white cowboy boots. She's like, don't worry, honey, I'm a dear culture. Like, it's so cute. I thought it was adorable. My favorite part, though, had to be that Carson Daly did it. And um, speaking of relationships that we love, Benifer was spotted out in matching like tracksuits, basically. It's so early 2000s. I don't know what it is. I feel like I have not thought Ben Affleck was attractive for a long time. But something about seeing him with Jennifer Lopez, I feel like Jennifer Lopez could literally be walking with a two and all of a sudden he automatically becomes at least a seven. She's just so hot. I feel like it illuminates onto him, but they just look so cute together. I mean, I get it. I was like an A-Rod person too. And they really like had me going for their love for a little bit. But once I saw Benifer, it's like baseball who? We don't care about sports. Like they are out the window now. A-Rod? No. I don't even know what team he played for. Was it the Yankees? I don't know. He's very famous. That's super scary for me. I do like sports. I just don't ask me who played. I mentioned that. I feel like it's so annoying for women. I don't know why this isn't my I'm sorry what, but I have one. So whatever we're doing, too. But I hate when you tell a guy you like sports and they're like, name a player. Why? You really got the whole fucking roster memorized. You have that much time. So I was talking to a guy on Bumble about sports and immediately <laughs> had to say, I like sports. Please don't ask me for the players names. I enjoy going to watch. I like the energy. I liked playing sports, but I don't need to spend my time memorizing names to prove it. Okay, so back off, Chad. Anyways, um, I I have to end end this little hot gossip moment though with another couple that's taken the internet by storm. Zendaya and Tom Holland doing their Spider Man couple shit. I thought they dated before, though, and everyone's like, oh, my God, they're together. This is the first time they kiss. I definitely think I don't I thought for sure that they dated, but I feel like I know in my soul that they banged. Tom Holland has been simping over Zendaya. I just want to make something very clear about me shipping Tom Holland and Zendaya together. Does Zendaya need Tom Holland? No, absolutely not. She is a literal goddess queen on this earth. She is it. She is that bitch. I could go on and on. But Tom Holland, like he is also very hot. But I, you know, obviously he elevates with her. It's kind of like I was just talking about Ben and Jennifer. He just it's another level. And I think it's so cute because to me, it's like the little nerdy guy in school who had a crush on the hottie. It's every 90s teen movie, but reversed. Like it's all, you know, oh, little nerd boy, you know, gets hot ass girl. I love it. I live for it. And Tom Holland's hot as shit, but it's just not as hot as Zendaya. You know what I mean? So I just I can't help but ship it. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm obsessed. 
Okay, so the I'm sorry what moment last week was fiery as fuck, and I loved every second of it. Although I do have to call myself out because I posted a picture this weekend and I used the caption good for you, which is shady. And I love that. Now, I want to make sure that there is a difference known between passive aggressive and shady as fuck, because I love a good get back at your ex. Let everybody know that you're doing better. Shady as fuck post. Okay, that shit I'm into. That's fun. That's you owning your confidence and being like, no, 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 no. Like you post a thirst trap and say thank you next. You post a thirst trap and say happy and healthy. And I posted a cute ass photo and went good for you, bitch. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that there's a difference because I don't want anyone coming for my my hypocrisy over here. All right. So anyways, I have been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls because it keeps popping up on my TikTok and I never saw the last few seasons because once Lorelai and Rory started fighting, I just wasn't into it anymore. I just didn't care. I hate watching people fight. I hate fighting with people and I hate watching people fight. It's the reason I can't watch Mean Girls. I know I've mentioned this a few times. Like I can still quote the whole movie, but it's so hard for me to watch Mean Girls. I just I just can't. So once they were like not together anymore, not friends, I stopped watching. But now I'm watching it. I'm only on season one. And this show is kind of toxic as fuck. I'm sorry. What? Lorelai, you are Rory's mother. I was getting physically uncomfortable watching a few scenes in particular, like the one where Rory becomes close with her grandpa and Lorelai is jealous because, you know, she didn't have that own relationship with her dad. I totally get that jealousy. Right. And that's so normal. And I think I think a mom would probably act that way, but she probably would have just driven to Sookie's and cried about it. But she literally was like bullying Rory and yelling at her. And it was so uncomfortable. She was being all passive aggressive to her daughter about a sweater. And it was just so weird to me. And then the one where she starts dating, where Rory starts dating Dean. And and by the way, Dean's not as great as we thought he was, but I'll get to that. So, you know, Lorelai's more mad, like a friend would be mad that they didn't know about the relationship. And I just feel like I wouldn't, no offense to my mom, I love her, but I would probably never tell her when I'm just starting to date somebody, except for now because I live in her house. So I feel like it would be a little bit hard for me to sneak that around. But I mean, I would just wait until I was sure. I don't know. It just felt so weird. Their fighting was so weird. It was just friends fighting. And I just got so uncomfortable you know, and there's all these times where Rory's like slipping up or she like freaks out at Chilton at her school and starts yelling at people, which is an iconic scene. I love that she did that. But Lorelai's just like, this is Rory. She never fucks up. She never fucks up. Like, no wonder she goes off and dates toxic ass Logan. She's literally been made to be this perfect specimen her whole life. Her whole backstory, like her future that I didn't really watch, but I'm getting hints of it on TikTok. It all makes sense. Good on those writers, by the way. They were like, we're going to make a show about what we think the ideal relationship would be between a mother and daughter. And then we're going to show how fucked up it makes them in the end. Like genius, genius. And Dean, by the way, gets so mad after three months of dating Rory, he builds her a car sketch 
And and then he's like, I love you. And she's like, I don't know. I'm not ready. I'm 16. And he freaks out on her too much. And I liked Rory going off to the party when she went through a breakup. Like, get it, bitch. I'm on that episode right now. So I don't really remember how it ends. I don't know. But I'm sorry. What? We really went out here idolizing this Gilmore Girl show. And don't get me wrong. It's hilarious. I laugh. But the relationship is so toxic that it it actually kills me. And then I really can't believe how long we have to wait for Luke and Lorelai to get together. I mean, she was like flirting with Luke, gonna paint his little coffee shop with him. And then he she slept with Chris on her parents' balcony. On her parents' balcony. She old as fuck. Like, no offense. I mean, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't get it. I don't get it. You're grown ass adults. You both own homes. You can literally sleep together in your own home or I don't know in the car outside but you're like no my parents balcony yuck I just I can't I I love the show growing up and now that I'm watching it in my old ass years in my 28 about to be 29 year old year I can't I can't get into it you guys and please don't come for me on this I mean you can it's fair if you love the show and I'm shitting on it like you love what you love but watch it again and tell me that doesn't seem a little bit fucked up. My notification on my watch just went off to breathe. <laughs> it's like, bitch, you're getting too passionate. You're getting too passionate. So let me know what you think. Comment, like, tweet at me, whatever. If you think that the show has a little, or did you always know and you still enjoyed it? I had no idea, literally no idea until I watched it. I feel like I'm going to keep going so then we can, you know, I can update you on my vibes, but it's really hard. It's It's just... It kills me. It kills me. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. I absolutely love doing this podcast. It makes weird things in my life so much worth it. Like, yes, making embarrassing text messages and calling random people. That shit's embarrassing. But you know what? It makes for good ass content. So here we are. Uh, I I just love it so much. And thank you to everyone who listens. It means so much to me. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and download. Like I said, downloads where the money is at right now. So anyways, I am just having the best time living my best life. I just want you to know that if you're going through shit, it's really going to be OK. Um, You know, I highly recommend my own blog because she's a narcissist. No, I just I really have been reflecting a lot lately and it just it impresses me what we as human beings can go through and then literally excel from and like literally live through. It's just so impressive. So make sure you give yourself a pat on the back. Call your friends and tell them they're beautiful. I love you so much. Okay, bye.